This is how I win. I'm your cheerleader, honey boy. That was the best acting I've ever seen in my whole life. And the Oscar goes to... Parasite. This is how I win. Welcome to another edition of the Music City Drive-In brought to you by Geek Vibe Nation. On today's episode, I've got a special one for you guys. I've got my co-host of the Debbie Delight podcast on the show with me today. Stoops, how are you today, sir? I am doing awesome. I'm, I'm very excited for this one. Um, we talk movies a lot, right? You know, whenever a new movie comes out, I ask you, well, have you seen it? And you say, of course I've seen it. So <laughs> um, I always get your opinions on them and we just kind of, you know, just talk about movies and other aspects. So I'm definitely excited to jump on this one. And we've kind of talked about it before, but never really that in depth. And then the other day I was like, okay, hey, like, let's do it. Right. So you made it happen and here we are. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun because, I mean, I like talking movies. I love talking movies, obviously. And having you on here, we do. We do text a lot. And when you go to the movies or when I see a movie, we talk about it. And you're like, man, it really was good. You know, perfect case and example, like most recent occurrence was The Way Back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I saw The Way Back and I was like, dude, it was amazing. You saw it. You're like, dude, it was amazing. And it was like, you know, I love that movie. And if you're watching, if you're listening to this, stream that movie. You know what I mean? It's on VOD right now. So you're able to purchase it. Please purchase it. Please, 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 please. If you can afford it, obviously purchase it right now. Um, Support some of these movies that are going through a hard time. You know what I mean? And I understand it's the movie business, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, it's important to support film the best way we can during this time because there's a lot of people in the film industry without jobs, without you know steady paychecks and some of this stuff can be distributed to these individuals during this time um but folks i'm very excited stoops and i are going to kind of go through each genre we're going to pick some of our favorite movies and then we're going to talk about our favorite movies of all time as a collective whole let's go ahead and talk about them all right stoops before we kick it off i'm going to put you right on the spot you you had no idea i was going to do this but i want to know what your favorite film of last year was favorite film of last year yeah, you really put me on the spot. Um, uh, that's a good question. What did um? Crap. How long ago did A Star Is Born come out? That was, was two that years ago. Year? That was two years ago. See, and you know, I'm not good with these years thing. Um, list off some movies for me. Just list off some list of the top off movies. The movie. <laughs> I don't off, know. List off the movies for you. I don't even remember all the movies that came out last year myself. I mean, I well, can exactly. A Parasite was my favorite movie from last year. I can tell you that right off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, see, and I never saw Parasite. Exactly. So, I mean, you need to, by the way. I mean, we've sp- you know we've spoken about this movie like a hundred times. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, Joker, nineteen seventeen, Ford versus oh, Ferrari. Oh, okay, that's right. It did Joker, one hundred percent. It did come out last year. Now I remember Joker. All right, perfect. from last year, that was my favorite movie from last year. Absolutely. All right, folks, we're going to dive into action movies first. So just list off a movie, maybe one or two movies, and then I'll list off a couple movies, and maybe we'll talk about, you know, maybe we'll meet in the middle and see if you've got any of the same movies I've got. All right, so as I told you off the air, I did like a top three. I'll just list those three off real quick for the action movies. Number three, because you you know how I like to start three and go to one. So number (laughs) three, I got Unstoppable. Um, Love Denzel Washington as a whole, but Unstoppable is number three. Number two, I've got Fury. And number one, uh, The Dark Knight. All right, so for me, action-wise, I 
I kind of cheated a little bit, you know, but it's, it is what it is. I got Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water is one of my all-time favorite movies. I, I just love that film. I cheated and put it under action because I went to IMDb to see what one of the labels was. It says action, so I ran with it. Um, Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, those are another two that I liked. And, of course, Black Panther. Those are the ones that, when I think of my favorite enjoyable experiences, those are some of the ones that hit the top. Um I really like Fury. Unstoppable was imp- that was a surprise for me. I didn't, I didn't. You went a little bit back, a little bit further on me. But I, the, one of my favorite movies that I watched the other day is kind of actiony. I watched Taking the Pelham One Two Three. Um, yeah, I hadn't watched that film in a while, and I really re- forgot how good Travolta and Denzel were in that movie together. Um, it was a phenomenal. film. Denzel is so good so so good like i mean it, we could have probably done a show on best denzel washington movies and talked for about four hours but out of those which you said number one was the dark dark knight right um ledger right heath ledger Led, yeah just mind-blowing what, what else did you like about that film oh uh, the dark knight yeah man it's just like the i love the action aspect obviously you know i have it under the action category but just the the way that that ledger feeds off of other people and the way that he made that character his own um but even still just the where they brought in you know like with with two face was in it and they brought in just like all these other aspects to it um and it didn't feel like a long movie right you look at all the batman movies they're always you know pretty long two hours plus whatever but to me that movie did not feel the two and a half hours i believe that it is so just the action aspect just the way that they transition to different parts of the movie to that next scene it just seemed very fluid to me and i just absolutely loved the way that they transitioned to to different aspects of it yeah for me i think my favorite my favorite thing to do, to be honest with you, is to go back and watch that film, and I just fast forward to all the all to all the Heath Ledger, uh, you know, Joker moments. Uh, mm-hmm. I do that so many times. If I see it on, I mean, there's several scenes with him where he is just masterful. Some of the most beautiful acting performance you'll ever see in your life. The way that he's just so intense, so raw, and so emotional within that role. I just love doing that. I love The Dark Knight. I, I like. I prefer The Dark Knight Rises, but that's my own personal opinion. Let's transition to drama. I would. I can't wait to hear where you landed here. So, all right, all right. Number three, um, I got A Star Is Born. That when I saw that movie, it was it moved its way that's the the most recent one not the not the original one necessarily but the most recent one number two i've got joker falling into that one and, and that's kind of another one that like when i did i did the same thing i went to the site and <laughs> where did it where did it fall under the categories that it listed it as and and it showed it as a drama so i cheated and i put it under drama because i couldn't put it under action so anyway um number one i've got the green mile i love the green mile love it Okay, for me, drama, I I have way too many movies in this list, but I'm just going to name them all anyway. I've got, uh, actually, I got The Departed. I put that under drama. It was a drama, per se. La La Land, Honey Boy, Silver Lining Playbook, Prisoners, and Social Network. Um, a Star is Born, that to me, I knew you were going to talk about that film That's as well. And that movie... I've been impacted several times by different movies over the course of the last couple of years. Parasite comes to mind. Honey Boy comes to mind. And then, of course, A Star is Born comes to mind. I thought about that film. And I still think about that film every single day. I think partly of why I still think about it is how it was robbed by the fake teeth, lip-singing guy winning the Oscar over Bradley Cooper for his just amazing 
amazing performance of Jackson Maine. Like his performance in that was just one of the greatest performances that's ever happened inside a film. And <clears throat> my love for that film just it never ends. You know what I mean? It's just it's amazing. It it there's so many different aspects. It's heartfelt. It's emotional. It's raw. The the music in it. I I listen to mm-hmm. the part of the soundtrack every single day. So what did you like about it? Yeah, so what I loved was just that chemistry that Lady Gaga and Cooper had. It it it, it felt real, right? When you watch a movie, you can kind of I mean obviously it's all acting, right? It's all acting, but there's just certain, like you said, with uh, Ledger in, in Dark Knight as a Joker, like these people just get into that role. And that's what I think Cooper and Lady Gaga did. And it kind of gave me personally a new respect, I guess you could say, for Lady Gaga on the acting aspect. Right? I've watched um, American Horror Story and she did very well on that, I felt. But there was just something different about A Star is Born. It, it was just the, like you said, the emotion to it, right? It, just, it draws you in. And that's the type of movie that I absolutely love where it's like you you get invested. You, you kind of, you're pushing for, right? you're, you're pulling for the people and you want things to work out and everything. And then, you know, it, it just kind of takes, takes a turn. And because I hadn't seen the original, so I honestly didn't know the storyline of it. But I knew I wanted to see the movie. So, but no, Lady Gaga to me, I, I think she was absolutely phenomenal, and just the chemistry that that her and Cooper had. And even when you watch off the the big screen, right, whenever they go to those events and they're playing the piano, singing, and doing everything together, it carried over into that. Like, and that's what I absolutely loved. Yeah. See, when you when you have that first moment where she comes onto the stage, that very shy, very tepid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, walking under the stage and then you just watch her because Lady Gaga has an amazing voice. You know what I mean? She has a powerful voice. But watching her transition from this very, you know, subtle, scared little girl about to scream and then she moves to, to Bradley Cooper's microphone and just belts out with her voice. That to me was just the setup for what was just an amazing, amazing rest of the film. And and let's not discredit the fact that that Bradley Cooper... He sang, he played the guitar, he learned how to do all of these things. He got that, that accent was raw and, you know, different. And it's just a, a amazing performance that I could talk about. Like I could talk about A Star is Born for hours and not get bored at all because of how good it was. Well, and I thought one thing that was really cool was like during the 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 concert. Some I don't think it was all of them necessarily, but um, at one of the festivals that where it's like they went to a live festival, right? Yep. And they recorded part of the film during that, like with a live crowd, real people. And I just thought that was a cool aspect because you, you got to think most of the time it's it's some sort of a screen that they're kind of creating that and whatever. But no, like they were well, at a live. I'll give event. you a tidbit about this. I don't know if you know this. Okay, so. And I'm trying to remember. No, it's Chris Christopherson, okay? So they did that. They When they went to Glasgow, right, they went to them and asked them, hey, can we utilize the stage? They were like, if you want to, you have to ask one of the performers for some of their time. They weren't just going to mm-hmm. give them the stage. They didn't care it was Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. But what happened was is Chris Christopherson gave them, I think it was 10 minutes of his time. They had only 10 minutes and one shot to shoot that shot. That's it. They, That's impressive. It was a one take. They had to go on stage, kill it, and then get off the stage, and, they, and then that was it. You know what I mean? That's That, to me, is one of the most impressive things about that film, and it's not a well-known fact, but understanding that that entire scene was shot in one take, is it blows my mind because you have to do it right. That is the heartbeat of the film. That's what carries the film, that carries their chemistry, and kind of moves the story along to making her a superstar. 
That's I did, I didn't real I knew it was you know again I knew it was in front of a live audience I did not realize it was hey you've only got this amount of time I did not know that yeah it's pretty crazy. Anchor is a one stop shop for recording and hosting and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's a hundred percent free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast and that means you can get paid to podcast right away in fact that's what i'm doing right now by reading this ad so if all if you've always wanted to start a podcast making money to do it go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using anchor that's anchor.fm slash start i cannot wait to hear your podcast all right stoops we're going to transition into thrillers now uh give me your top three there all right, so uh, this one's going way back at number three, um, The Shining. Um, I actually watched that when I was very young. Um, you know, love my parents, but watched The Shining when I was very young. Uh, number two, uh, Sweeney Todd. Um, that, that's a movie people gave me a hard time about, obviously, whenever I, I tell them it's one of my favorites. But Sweeney Todd's number two. And number one for me is Boondock Saints. Oh, man. Boondock Saints is such a classic. I can wow. I always forget about that film. The second one wasn't nearly as good as the first one, but that first, it's a it's a classic. You know what I mean? It's yep. like one of those cult classics that wasn't really popular when it came out and then just went off the rails. Speaking of which, I'm doing these articles right now where I'm reliving best pictures. And like I didn't realize when Shawshank Redemption came out, it only made like $28 million in the box office. Like It was not a well-received film box office wise now obviously it's it's one of i think it's most recently imdb's one of their top three rated movies of all time but i didn't know like it wasn't a box office hit but it's crazy to think like you have a i know they're two different you know spectrums of films but it's crazy to think like boondock saints wasn't really well received and then slowly like 10 years after it came out it, it slowly started becoming a cult classic and and becoming the film that it is today that everybody knows and i love that film like i forget about i mean i gotta rewatch that it's been a while it's been a while since I've seen it too. <clears throat> so for thrillers, I had Nocturnal Animals. Um, Nocturnal Animals is one of my all-time favorite movies. I did a list of my top five or top ten movies of the decade from 2010 to 2019, and Nocturnal Animals was actually my number one film. Um, Parasite, um, Parasite's genreless, but it's considered a thriller, so I threw it in here. And then another, actually, my three of my all-time favorite movies are in this category: Nocturnal Animals, Parasite, and then The Town. Um, ben Affleck directed that film and that Fenway Park scene is one of the best shot heist action sequences that you will ever see and it's a beautiful thrilling ride and I love that film you've, have you, you've seen The Town right? I have not you have not seen I, so you you haven't seen Nocturnal Animals I would presume not a lot of people I, have. no and Parasite so that's three this is your homework Stoops Stoops <laughs> you have homework now your homework is to watch these three movies that I mentioned because they are phenomenal and, I mean, what kind of show would we be if we didn't talk about sports movies? Now, I think we're going to have some similar ones here, so I'm excited to hear what you're going to talk about. So give me your sports movies. Yeah, so this one – so the next two categories, right? Those are, those were the two hardest ones for me. But on to sports right now, sitting at number three, I've got Glory Road. Um, that three spot for me was the most difficult one to, to decide because I'm a big sports guy, right? I, I love sports in general. But So Glory Road sits at number three. Number two, I've got Warrior. And number one, spoiler, my all-time favorite movie, Remember the Titans. So, um, all right. So for me, I've got I've got a couple here. All right. Remember the Titans is always one that um, 
I like to bring up as well. We're doing a we're doing a sports challenge. We did it at, in, to coincide with March Madness, and then of course we all know what happened to that. But we were doing a countdown of a breakdown of our favorite uh, sports movies of all time, and we did it per category and stuff like that. So my favorite sports film of all time is Rocky. Um, Rocky is just that film. It is amazing. I love it. It's one of it's inspirational. It's motivational. It's heartwarming. It's raw. It's real. It's one of those movies that you just want to stand up and and start boxing with, you know, Balboa. And obviously, you know, with that being said, another one of my all-time favorite sports movies now is Creed, too. I thought Creed was phenomenal. That I love Creed. Uh, Moneyball is another one that ranks really mm-hmm. high for me. Uh, Brad Pitt, it was, at the time, my favorite performance of his, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is now my favorite performance from him. But Moneyball is phenomenal. Uh, the Wrestler, that's another phenomenal um, sports movie. Um, this one is borderline sports slash comedy, and it is an R-rated raunchy film, but Basketball. Um, yeah. <laughs> basketball, look, it's not the perfect movie. It's not a great... But listen, it checks all the boxes. It is out-and-out out insane it is about armchair athletes like you and I that come up with a game and become, you know, phenomenons over it. And it is hilarious. It is hilarious. If you have not watched this film, please do because it, well, obviously I will prefix by saying it's very, very raunchy and very, yeah. very just gross at times. But this film is amazing and I love it a whole lot. I have to always talk about that. And the other one I always have to talk about is The Replacements too. I love The Replacements. Mm-hmm. The Replacements is another hilarious sports movie. So your number one, Remember the Titans. Obviously, let's we'd be stupid not to stop and talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about that film, Stoops. This is, so this movie came out when I was, I believe, in fifth grade. Um, and that's I, I saw it as soon as it came out, right? Fell in love immediately. I would, I kid you not, I would watch it once a day when I like during the summer break, once a day. And I am at the point now where I don't watch it with anybody else because I will quote it. I, I'm really bad about that, right? When I when I find that movie, I can quote essentially every single line, and it's it's quite annoying for other people. So that's why I try not to watch it with others. But man, just the the story behind it again, Denzel, right? Denzel Washington just killed that role. It's just top to bottom. Uh, and I love, again, tr- uh, true stories. I love movies that are based on true stories. That's my, that's one thing I always get drawn to is a movie that's based on a true story. I will always give it a shot. And I just absolutely fell in love with this one, but just the sports aspect, the, you know, making it through the, um, you know, the black whites, like it's just bringing everyone together and, and creating that cohesiveness, you know, no matter who you are, bringing everyone together for one common goal. That's always a big thing for me as well. So basically seeing that on the big screen and then just, you know, knowing that it was real life, like it happened. So it's, it's just, man, I don't even know. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I just, that whole movie, dude, I absolutely loved everything about that movie. Everything. It, it really is. It's, it's such a great film. I, I love, love, love that film so much. It, it really is. Like it's, it tells the story of friendship. It tells the story of racial division. Um, it, it talks about how a sport really broke that racial division within this, you know, school at the time. And and the you know Herman Boone, you know what I mean, was just mm-hmm. that dude. You know what I mean, Denzel Washington. 
it's kind of crazy if you think about Denzel. We talk about him in Unstoppable. You think about him in Equalizer. You think about him in, you know, Take Him Appel One Two Three, and then you got him in films like this. And then you got you take, you know, Flight, and then you take, you know, all these other films that you can think about of Denzel Washington and his diversity just really blows your mind. And the roles that he picks and the way that he just is. And, and then you take Training Day. You know what I mean? And you take all the. I'm remiss not to bring that up in my uh, in my films either, but. I love Denzel and, and his, his role in this film was just, it works because of him and it, he's the heartbeat of the film, obviously for several different reasons, because that's the character that's the heartbeat of the film. But the story it tells, it's, it's a beautiful story. Yeah. And like you said with Denzel, he he's arguably my, my all time favorite actor because of his, his range, right? He can, I think we talked about this off the air before, you give him a script and he says, all right, let's go. It's almost like he doesn't even need to see what the role is. It's just like, yeah, I'll do it. No big deal. So it's just his range is unbelievable. He can just play so many different roles and play them very, very well. Agree 100%. All right, let's transition into comedies. I want to hear your top three comedies. All right, so number three, um, I've got Meet the Parents. Um, number two, this one, again, I, I kind of cheated with it because I looked and I saw where it was categorized. Uh, but I put The Breakfast Club um, at number two. And the number one... Tommy Boy. I, I had to put a Chris Farley movie in there. Um, Tommy Boy is number one for me. So for me, uh, comedies are hard, right? I think about all. I think a lot about all the comedies I've ever seen. Well, obviously, my number one comedy of all time is The Hangover. Um, yeah. The Hangover. The first time, I, like, if you think back and they ask a question of what film could you go back and watch for the very first time over again, The Hangover always comes to mind. Because I remember the first time seeing it, you watch the trailer and you're just like, mm, this, I mean, it looks funny, but whatever. And then you, I went and saw this film and the film is hilarious. It is so funny. <laughs> it's just, it's off the wall. It's crazy. But at the same time, like you could, most of it, you could theoretically see something like that happening in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's why I think it was such a great movie is because of how relatable it was. And that's what made the movie so great. Um, Hot Rod is another film. Um, the replay value on Hot Have you seen Hot Rod? No, I've heard great things. Oh. I've heard great things, but I haven't seen it, no. You just add it to your list of homework, Steeps, all right? We're gonna, I'm going to have you back on this, on this show. And whenever you know I do, I, I fully expect you have to watch all these films that you have not, that, that I've mentioned that you have not seen. I'll have um, plenty of time to do it. So. <laughs> Um, Super Bad is another one that was very big for me. It was a coming of age film that, you know, hit, checked all the boxes. You know what I mean? We all wanted to be those cool kids that were maybe not so cool. I mean, I wasn't one of the not so cool kids, but that's beside the point. But you, I'm just, being, I'm just joking. Uh, but no, it was hilarious. It's a super funny movie. 21 Jump Street's funny, but 22 Jump Street's even better. Um, yep. 22 Jump Street, it consists of another one of those films that come to mind. I know I'm missing like a thousand comedies off the top of my head that I'm probably going to regret. Um, I talked about this off the air whenever I think about top movies of all time. Oh, and one more. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I was looking at my DVD shelf over here, my Blu-ray shelf. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, that's a comedy slash a, a drama slash thriller, whatever you want to call it. Wolf of Wall Street is hands down one of the funniest slash greatest movies to ever exist in the universe. And as I'm looking at my shelf, Dude, Where's My Car is another one yeah. that I love. Dude, Where's My Car is hilarious. It is another one of those. It kind of reminds you like of the basketball. It's stupid humor. It's funny. But, man, Dude, Where's My Car is hilarious. Sean William Scott, 
was amazing. Like, I just wish that his career would have kept on going because he was great. Like, he was great as Stifler in American Pie. American Pie is mm-hmm. another one. The first American Pie was a classic as well um, that I liked a whole lot as well. So, um, random question off the wall. Who is your favorite stand-up comedian? Ooh. Um, one or two. You can give me a couple of them. Man. Honestly, I think – so – the the one comedy that that actually was one of the first ones I saw um, was Dane Cook. Um, oh, God, I love Dane Cook. Oh man, what was it called? Um, Torgasm? No, um, I, I don't remember. What it, I, I remember the, the like there was one where he was in the movie theater and like, oh, why is the floor so sticky? And <laughs> yeah, so it's it, I remember what it's called, but um, no, Dane Cook. I, I loved his you know early stuff, and there was a couple others that I saw where I was like, ah, eh, that's not as funny, but um, he had some really funny jokes. Um, you know, and, and maybe it's a popular choice, but I think Kevin Hart's hilarious. Um, and then it, I've seen some of like um, like Jerry Seinfeld. Um, I've seen some of his stuff, and I, I think I think he's really funny, and I loved his show, obviously, but. Um, Watching his, you know, stand-up bits are are pretty funny. And then Robin Williams, man, watching his improv, watching his stand-up stuff. I, I just loved Robin Williams, you know, top to bottom, movie stand-up, just in general. Uh, funny thing, I don't like Seinfeld, so um, oh. I, know, I know that's a very controversial thing for a man to say in these worlds. But I, I'm not a I'm not a Seinfeld guy at all. Um, growing up, Dane Cook was my dude. Uh, I still think that he's hilarious. I go back and listen to. Um, a lot of his stuff on Spotify all the time. And I do think Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart is hilarious, period. I don't care what anybody says about Kevin Hart. He gets a he gets a hard time, and I don't get it half the time because he's just as funny on the stage as he is in his movies. And I love the way he utilizes his real life to make light of what he's going on. His most recent stand-up was amazing. And um, he's a phenomenal, phenomenally funny guy. There's a couple other guys like Dan Soder, Robert Kelly. These are little known guys. Um, Amy Schumer's hit and miss, but I like her. Chappelle's latest stuff has been good. I wasn't a big fan of early Chappelle, but later Chappelle's a lot, a lot better. And of course, if you want to go really way, way, way back, you can talk about Eddie Murphy and how amazing he is. Mm-hmm. So final question of the day is going to be your top five favorite movies. All right, so top five favorite movies again. I'm gonna start at five and work work my way up. But number five, I got Dark Knight. Number four, Tommy Boy. Number three, I've got Joker. Number two, I've got The Green Mile. And number one, like I said, remember the Titans. So for me, top five is hard. It's very hard, and I I'll give you five different titles every. Well, no, my number one always stays the same, but my top five will vary from day to day. But if I had to go five right off the top of my head, it would be uh, number one is always The Departed. The Departed is the single greatest film that has ever been made, in my opinion. I love that film, the acting, the, the, the everything that is incorporated in that film. La La Land is another one. Parasite, Nocturnal Animals, and then The Town. That would probably be the five that I think off the top of my head that I would I, I would be okay saying those those five films are my five favorite films of all time. Well, and, and real quick, it's 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 funny. So before sitting down and doing this, I promise you those five would not have been ones I've said. So it's kind of like what you say when you see certain titles in front of you, you look at things, you're kind of like, oh, now I remember that movie. You know, it's not that you forgot it per se. You just haven't watched it in a while or whatever. But um, a movie that I struggled with, um, A Walk to Remember, um, that's a movie that I used to have at number two. 
and then just other new movies came out that I started digging deeper. But A Walk to Remember is probably that number one, um, like honorable mention, number six movie for me. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, that, first of all, it's a phenomenal film. And, like, for yeah. me, it's like Silver Lines Playbook. You got Prisoners. You've got um, yep. End of Watch. You know, you've got, you're right. It's like, it's hard to, like, my solid, my top three for like honey boy i would mention as well like but my top three or four are pretty solid like la la land is the perfect is a perfect film the department department is a, a perfect film social network is a perfect film you know what i mean there's a lot of perfect films that i could think of like i could probably list the top 50 and i wouldn't even be able to accurately put it in order i mean i i could literally list all of you know leonardo DiCaprio's movies because he's the he's the goat you know what i mean so mm-hmm. With all that being said, Stoops, thanks so much for coming on the show with me, bud, and talking movies. It was a great having you. Uh, make sure to follow Stoops on Twitter at Stoops1990. Listen to our podcast, The Debbie Delight. And, um, yeah, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See y'all later.